veiling and unveiling the mystery. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Romans chapter 16, verses 25 through 27. I have to be honest, this was originally an entirely different article. And then Monday happened. For those unaware, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith published the declaration Fiducia Supplicans on Monday. This declaration has caused, well, wholesale confusion, seemingly everywhere. My email and phone, and I'm sure the emails and phones of countless priests and bishops around the country and the world have been exploding with requests for opinions, clarifications, and more. Has the church suddenly changed her teaching on sexuality? Uh, no. I find it puzzling at best that this document came out in the week leading up to the celebration of the Nativity of the Lord. Then again, maybe not. I have no idea the motives of anyone who is behind this. What I do know is the intent of the enemy of the human race to exploit this situation as best he can in order to take our eyes off, veil, if you will, the mystery that is about to be celebrated. The enemy hates God, and he hates us. And because he hates God and he hates us, he would love to keep us talking about this declaration, to stir up anger or rejoicing, depending on your take, and to miss what it is we are supposed to be pondering in these days. God has become a man. The creator of all that is visible and invisible has become incarnate in the womb of a woman he himself has fashioned. Why? To rescue us from Satan, death, and sin. That last word, sin, can be written with both a capital and a small s. Sin with a capital S is a power, a rule, and a dominion against which we cannot compete, or at least win. This is that power into which our first parents unknowingly sold us into slavery when they fell for the enemy's deception back in the garden long ago. Sin with a small s are those things we do or don't do, say or don't say, willfully entertain or don't, that connive with that power. We might do well to remember that at the heart of the temptation of our first parents was this simple lie. God is not good. He doesn't love you. He's not your loving father. 
He is, in fact, your enemy. And you can be happier apart from him. This lie continues to permeate the air we breathe in countless ways. Perhaps as we prepare to celebrate our Lord's Nativity, it's worth reminding ourselves of a basic and important truth with regards to small s sin. It's a truth that radically changed my mindset on many things God teaches in His Word, though I still struggle mightily in countless areas and am very much a work in progress. Here it is God hates sin for one reason. Only one. It's harmful to us and to others. And because God is good, because He is a loving Father, He warns us not to choose things that are harmful for us, much like a loving mother warns her child not to put his hands on the hot stove. God isn't arbitrary. He doesn't say things so as to inhibit our freedom and happiness. Unfortunately, though, this distorted image of a repressive and abusive father is exactly how many people see God. Jesus came to heal this distorted image, to make known the Father, to show us, above all, by his laying down his life for us on the cross, that God is Emmanuel. That is, God is with us. This with us doesn't just mean in our midst. It means God, God is on our side. In doing all of this, Jesus exposes the enemy of our race as a liar and a murderer who came to steal, kill, and destroy. In the enemy's lair, these days we're about to enter into have to be horrific. They have to be days of lamentation and woe, days of fierce animosity and anger. After all, these days celebrate their defeat. The king has come in disguise to undo their dominion over the human race, to break their yoke, to set the captives free. So it's reasonable to presume their strategy this time of year is to get us talking about anything and everything except the events that brought about the end of their tyrannical chokehold. In the past few hours, reading and hearing all I'm reading about the Declaration from the Vatican, I keep sensing the Spirit say to me, don't fall for their game. Oh, to be sure, there will be time for more conversation in the weeks and months ahead. Not now. Now is a time for stillness. Quiet. Awe. Wonder. Pondering trust, faith in the God who acts, who breaks into history. What might Paul's words to us this Sunday, or God's word through Paul, have to say to us in these days filled with so much consternation and confusion? Well, let me share, if I may, what it's saying to me right now. Quite simply this. Do not take your eyes off the mystery that we are about to celebrate. Something, Paul says, has been revealed, uncovered, 
unveiled, disclosed, made known. What exactly? This. You are cherished, priceless, worth the trouble, worth dying for. You matter to the God who created all that is visible and invisible, the God who at this very moment is adored and glorified and worshipped by myriads of angels, sees you. He knows you. Your name is carved into his hands, quite literally. God loves this world, and love acts. It cares, it intervenes, it breaks in. God acts, he saves, he cares, he breaks in, he rescues. Jesus is Lord. He is the author of the story. All things are in his hands. He is not nervous or anxious or fearful. This is what we're about to celebrate. With all that is happening all around us, the Middle East, Ukraine, the church, our families, our own hearts, let us keep our eyes fixed on God. Let us pour out our prayers, our hopeful laments to the God who is love. Let us trust in him, even when nothing seems to make sense, even when things don't add up. Mary and Joseph, pray for us. Holy Spirit, help us to know the Father. Jesus, be Jesus for us. Save us from all that wants to harm us. O oh, Jesus, we surrender ourselves to you. Take care of everything.